Hello and welcome to Mended Teacups Home Ed Podcast. This is myself, Molly, here with my good buddy, Helen, and we are here to talk to you about all things home ed. So, Helen, could you tell us what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, well, we've had a few conversations with people who are in a season of feeling a bit bit frustrated, maybe, about home ed. It's not quite living up to their expectations um, and wondering how to cope when, when it's not really working or when you feel that it's not living up to those exciting times it's not kind of matching up to what you hoped home ed would be maybe um, you're finding that children fighting against it or or it's just more of a burden than you had hoped so we were thinking about some of those people who are dealing with those issues and at times we have as well and we were thinking sort of thinking at how how what would we say how do we encourage each other when it just doesn't feel like it's working and I think one of the first things we were thinking about is when mum's just a bit depleted. And maybe you can speak into that, Molly. Yeah, this, that's so true. And I think recently I've very much been going through a season like that. I think it's hard while our children are young not to be able to. I, I would like to be able to share with you all the details of why it's been a difficult season but actually I don't think that's fair to our children so maybe if Helen and I are still podcasting when our children are all adults and they give permission for us to share then we can share in a bit more detail but for the time being kind of suffice to say that it's been a really difficult few months and so certainly as we've been doing these podcasts it's certainly been coming from a place of feeling this is tough and knowing this works it's where you're kind of your resolution comes in I know this is the right thing to be doing and I know it's worked in the past and I'm sure it'll work in the future but it has actually been really difficult and it's not working right now this minute well, I think we're over that hurdle a little bit now thank goodness but one of the first things is and what I say to other people as well is just look at yourself and if it as we talk about a teacup you know a teacup is for pouring out tea drinking out tea and if and if there's nothing in the teacup, teacup in fact my teacup is, is fairly much drained as we've been chatting before we started recording <laughs> so I haven't got much tea left so we need to fill ourselves up and top ourselves up and that in itself can be very difficult if it's at a time in your life when you have difficult circumstances young children or illness or house moves or new child new baby whatever those things might be it, it's often when you're most depleted that actually the circumstances make it most difficult for you to top yourself up but if you can try to look at yourself just just practical things you know are you eating properly or are you just picking off the kids plates are you able to have a quiet time in some way with your children after lunch if they're young so that you can actually sit down and have a cup of tea and a biscuit or whatever whatever you like are you able to get out for some some fresh air and exercise, whether that's pushing a buggy or walking while the kids have bikes or if they're older, leaving them at home and actually just going out for yourself for a walk or a run, whatever you do? Are you able to do something creative, something that you like doing, whether you're a crocheter or a writer or a painter, whatever it is, kind of some project. I was speaking to a wise woman the other day who has overflowing with things to do. And she said that she always had tried to have one craft project a week and her kids sometimes laugh at her. But it's just something that with all the busyness, just something that she's creating and doing. So something small. So I think I think it would begin with looking at yourself. Oh, sleep. Now, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Because if our days are too full and I'm the worst for this, if your days are full too full, then you tend to get up early so that you can do the things before everybody wakes up in the morning and then stay up late 
so that you're doing all the everything else and your day gets longer and longer. But, you know, those things also sleep is important too. Are you nourishing your soul? Are you, are you finding time to read? Have you got a, you know, a book by where you'd like to sit, even if it's only like five minutes, can you sit, sit and pick a book up or, or something? So kind of scroll, scrolling through Instagram doesn't really um, feed your soul, I don't think. <laughs> but five <laughs> minutes of reading a book or reading a poem or whatever it is you like to read just does. So I think the first thing is to look at yourself and see where you are. It's that kind of holistic look at yourself, isn't it? And trying to help nurture each part of you. And I don't think that's bad for the children to see, to be honest, that they can see mum or dad needs that, that input as well. Mum and dad need, are looking after themselves and, and you know, demonstrating how to look after, how the, the children look after themselves gives them a, a good grounding or can do. If you can acknowledge, this is where I need a bit more help. And if you're able to sort of take some time out, take some, take some step away, you know, with with the family, it's you know nice to get out and about and just take that sort of time out from your normal everyday uh, situation. Or if you can get away just on your own, um, and that depends on the kind of person you are. Because some people thrive by recharging alone, and some people thrive by recharging with people, don't they? So each of each of us know our our kind of our our stress points and our thrive points, I suppose, isn't it? And I think then yeah. if you've if you're kind of on the way to doing to getting that, I think the next thing to think about if you know if home ed is not kind of working at the moment is have you kind of looked at the, the changing seasons that you're going through? You know, this this could be a reason why things aren't working. Have things shifted in your family? Have the children moved on to the like their next phase? And you've sort of noticed, but not quite, <laughs> you know, you're still hanging on to things that used to work and wondering why they don't work anymore. I know both of us have gone through, we've, we've had small children, teenage children, and now I've got children out, you know, going on to uh, further edge, higher education. So we've had to deal, both of us have dealt with those sort of changing seasons. Did you notice that they were changing at the time, Molly? I think, like you say, sometimes you do, but not completely. I think you, you, you phrased it really well. You do notice and you realise it, but you don't quite realise it. Um, and, and I think I can certainly identify with that, you know, realising that as I sort of do my planning for each term, that actually something's going to be different this term. But actually, maybe it's a kind of wanting to hang on, because if it's been a good season, then actually you kind of want to hang on to that. Um, you want to keep keep holding on to those things which are fun. And actually, your kids are probably just about growing out of them. Some changes in season are very natural and they will flow. So simply if, if your children are growing up, um, if they're moving on to doing maybe GCSEs or some other work, some, some things will be very natural as, as your children grow. But I think some sometimes also things will happen and maybe we don't quite realise it, but that's when it just starts to break and it just doesn't start to work. And those are those are when we learned a new word the other day, vicissitude. And I think vicissitude means, is that right? Unwelcome, something unwelcome event or something. We were listening to something and we had to look at our vicissitude. So I think when vicissitudes come your way, <laughs> unwelcome, unwelcome changes or unwelcome events, or actually even welcome changes and welcome events. So things like a new baby, a new house, a new job, um, all those things like that when they come and they're good things but still they actually mean that you do have to change direction so for example when we moved house quite a few years ago I knew we couldn't do all the normal stuff and so we actually had a whole summer in a sense off doing all the normal rhythm like the maths and English there were we had three children at that stage 
all the normal things. And we simply concentrated on learning about America. And we had a whole term doing um, American history and geography. And it was fantastic. It was a really, really, we did a great project and lots of practical stuff as well. And I remember sitting in the, the grass in our new house, which was kind of up to our noses as we sat down, <laughs> hiding in the grass, finding a place to put the picnic mat and just sitting reading some stories and feeling a bit like it would have been like on the prairies. I was gonna say. Above the grass. <laughs> so so I yeah so I think those can be those if we can see ahead of where there's going to be changes then actually we can adapt and say well this has worked for a while but actually it's not working any it's not going to work at this time so let's change and do something completely different yes although I'm going to now sort of slightly contradict that (laughs) when we're talking about when things are not working and say actually sometimes and this is something that's um, happening kind of in my life at the moment. I've been looking back at the old the old days, um, at some of those lovely times that we used to have. And actually, I'm trying to put some of the things back in because when I was thinking about we've slightly lost our, our joie de vivre, I suppose, about our home ed days. And really, it's just me and my youngest now doing doing home ed together. And I've, I was looking back at old photos for various reasons recently and thought, actually, we used to do this, we used to do that. And I've been trying to see how we can put some of those back in. So as well as, yes, acknowledging the changing seasons, some things do go and you have to leave them behind. Actually, maybe in my case, we've lost some things that used to be fun. And partly that's because of our COVID restrictions. Everything went, didn't it, <laughs> for a while. Um, so I've been looking back at some of those more, you know, some of the extras, some of the fun things that we did before and realised, yeah, we've slightly lost some of those happy moments and we're going to put them back in again so have you have you got stuff from your old days that you you... yes no that's lovely that's lovely and I I certainly did find that as I was kind of trying to rejig I thought honestly I think it's taken a a year to kind of to try to find a new footing after all the restrictions because it changed such so many things changed didn't it Mm -hmm. and certainly it was a case of looking back and thinking actually we used to go out and do things like this and we don't anymore because we've got just got not used to doing it and so we've certainly put in some things there are things like going outside going especially in the summer summer is a wonderful time to be able to put some of those things you know take your weed allows and take a picnic and go to the park where no one else is there and play and and you, you might even be able to sit for five minutes and be able to read for yourself if your children are old enough to play in the park safely or go out and meet friends. I think, you know, that's always a lovely thing to do, isn't it? Going out and meeting other people and just seeing, having a, you can have a bit of a moan if you need to and <laughs> um, and, and just watching your kids play. And sometimes that also helps. So yeah, definitely. I think putting in things which we used to do, I think that is very good. And we some, we certainly have had to do that. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's been slight changes to that because we might if we used to take a book our read aloud out to the park we're taking a great big textbook for the GCSE season not quite the same is it <laughs> <laughs> but if you but if you went to a coffee shop and you could have milkshakes or cappuccinos or something that would definitely sweeten it I have done that before actually <laughs> how many times have we talked about food on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> it does seem to be a lot I think we both like our food <laughs> 
I think the other the other thing then that came to me is when when it's really really not working and you're which is what's been happening to us recently so there are some times when you know that it's going to change and you know one child is moving on moving on to GCSEs actually even moving away from from home education and going like you said to further education or college or whatever and you know that you're going to have a shift and that could be tricky it could be smooth or it could be trickier often it takes a while to get into a new rhythm so sometimes rhythms can change and we can foresee them or we don't foresee them, but we can still kind of jiggle and we can kind of get once once we've had some time of realising and trying to put new things in place with changing, that's a, that works. But then there are other times when it simply doesn't work at all. And it's you're in, you know that actually this is not good for your relationship with your children. It's not only all the joy that's gone, but it's, it just seems incredibly stressful as well. Mm. You know, you don't think your child's learning a huge amount and, and actually no one's happy. And I think that for us, without going into too many, too many details, that definitely has happened in the, you know, the last few months. So I think I came to the, sort of came to the conclusion that actually either one of our children, school would be, you know, school could be an option. Or we could carry on doing as we were doing, which actually wasn't working at all and we'll just keep being miserable. Or thirdly, we had to do something completely different, as in change our whole tactics, our whole educational philosophy, our educational style. And we looked around. We're very keen that our children do have a Bible-based, Christian-based education which just fills them with truth and with love and with <laughs> the assurance that they are loved and that they are unique and they have a purpose in life. And I think there are so many mental health issues amongst young people. We just we just want our kids to be filled with that wonderful truth and love and purpose that a Christian worldview gives them. So if there had been a Christian school nearby, we absolutely would have gone and looked around it. And that could well have been a good option for one of our daughters, I think. But actually, there isn't one near enough. So so other than starting one ourselves, which I didn't fill up doing, um, we had to look for something else. We actually, I, I prayed about it a lot. And I, for quite a long while, I've been feeling that I probably should be going in this direction with her, but I just haven't had the courage. And we've up until now, we've very much followed by either kind of chance or by intention, a fairly Charlotte Mason style of education. Um, with lots of reading, lots of good books, lots of going outside, exploring, very much that, and with other bits and pieces thrown in. But I've just, I've just felt more recently that I probably needed to look more into the self-directed learning and let go even more and allow our daughter to plan her own education. And that, that meant a huge letting go for me. And it felt really quite scary because I wasn't in any way saying, well, I think it would be a good idea to do some maths today. Or what about trying, or this is what the English you're going to do, or this, these are the read-alouds we're doing together. But in the end, it got to a stage where we just felt that we had to do something, and this probably seemed the best option. So we decided to plunge into self-directed learning. Now, I have considered this in the past, and I think it's something that naturally our kids, our two older ones, as they've got older, have gone more in that direction anyway, because they've decided what they want to learn and for GCSEs or, or other things as well. And so they've just gone with that. But actually for the younger children, I have really enjoyed the sitting down with them, the sitting on the sofa, doing the read alouds. And I've loved the Charlotte Mason. And I still do actually, because we are still doing it. The Charlotte Mason style approach of just filling them with as much good material 
and much liked kind of as you, as you possibly can in the early years. So I just love that approach. So it definitely seemed like a quite a, a quite a leap forward. But actually, it's worked really well and it has been the right decision for her. I think it's taken the pressure off her. I think different children are simply different, obviously. It's obvious, isn't it? And for some, although academically they may be well able to do things, emotionally, maybe they just they, they're not quite as resilient or not quite as able and I think that actually we need to take the whole person into account and so actually in a sense taking the pressure off and just stopping talking about GCSEs or or this is what we're going to do or whatever seems to have actually helped a huge amount we have actually still done a bit of sitting on the sofa and doing a read aloud together because we just love that. And I think that's important for connection. And I've always wanted to keep that in the teen years. I haven't wanted for them to go completely by themselves because actually a big part of it is about relationship. And actually, if we're reading aloud together or studying together, then that just keeps that connection there. It often hasn't worked, but actually this morning has been a good morning. And we all went outside and took a picnic and we, we made coke floats and we went and sat outside with the guinea pigs and with the rabbits. <laughs> And we were doing a bit of a project about China. And so we read our, our, our read last story books. We looked at a map and everything. So actually, and she joined in completely happily with that and wanted to do it. So half a term on. So I think sometimes we just have to see where our kids are at and in a sense, honour where they're at, not try to put them into a box and let them go with it. I don't know where, we, where we're going quite in the future with that. But, um, but at the moment, it seems to be working. So I'm very grateful. We do talk a lot about the benefit of home ed being that it is you can tailor it and it you can match it to how you work and how your children work and how you work as a group, as a family, as a team as well. So that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And I suppose we've talked in other podcasts about an education and philosophy, whether you've got one kind of mentally or written down. And that's about actually maybe re revisiting that and saying, OK, this is how I imagined what I wanted from education. I can still have my main overarching goals, but my methods might have to shift because I understand my children better or they are changing as they're growing. You know, children have different needs for amount of control or, you know, amount of direction, don't they? And each child has different psychology. You know, I've got three children and they're all very different in how they approach life and learning and relationships and how much they need me to guide them and how much they want to do things for themselves even before they're able to do things for themselves, you know, there's children who want to want that sort of autonomy, aren't there? And so I suppose it's, it's about that, just checking in with where that is, where, where are some of the clashes coming that are making home ed difficult and what shifts can we make? What do I understand more about it? And I've also, I was also thinking, which is linked with that, is kind of revisiting your whys. You know, why are you home edding? If you've got that written down and you can go, yeah, and that I still believe that and I still believe that and that's still important to me that can help just revitalize you a little bit I think and help you approach those harder times and say okay this is difficult but my whys remain you know the, the kind of why we did this in the first place stays so I want to kind of push forward and see what changes I can make to make it work again I think also I was thinking about how sometimes the challenges that you have you start thinking maybe these challenges maybe it's best if this child is actually in school because these challenges are hard and sometimes I have wondered that about one of my children in particular and I think actually those challenges will remain <laughs> even if the child was in school and possibly be more tricky because then they're dealing with school and 
school relationships as well as home and home relationships so are we being when we're thinking oh this is this has got to stop and I've got to look at school options are we being completely realistic about what what school would bring mm, yeah that's just really wise I hope that this has been encouraging for you if you are one of those who are having going through some shifting seasons whether they're for good reasons or or tough reasons that it will give you some encouragement remind you just to go back to the very first thing we talked about which is looking after yourself if you can just get some headspace look after yourself a little bit then actually you're able in a sense to be able to process and to hear if you're a, a a person of prayer to be able to hear God as well because it's otherwise it's when you're in it all the time it's actually very difficult to hear so if you possibly can get a little bit of space and go out and and just try and think it all through um make yourself a cup of tea and um, and have an early night (laughs) also I would I do think we need to say there may well come a time for you and your family when school is the right step and and I wouldn't want anyone to feel that they've failed or you know that it's a disaster because we're talking about home education we're talking education we're talking about children and relationships and family and growing together and all those amazing things and everyone's different and it may come I mean for us school was very handy when it came to the GCSEs but we know families who've kept their children at home for all of their GCSEs or all of their A-levels and I think everybody has a point where actually all things considered this would be a better option for us now and I think I wouldn't I wouldn't want people to go away from listening to us today and think oh I've got to I've got to persevere because that's not necessarily what what's right you you know I think we're giving you permission (laughs) aren't we you have permission to do what's right for you (laughs) yeah we talked about that before didn't we about having permission definitely so feel released to be able to go and make the best decisions for your family but if you but but also but don't make hasty decisions so maybe be able to take your time and talk it through with people and just see if you so actually talking through as well helps doesn't it because sometimes that helps with the whole processing so anyway we hope you have been encouraged and we will look forward to speaking to you again soon if you have appreciated this program this podcast it'd be great if you could put a, a rating a, a rating on or or put a review or anything like that okay thank you for, and that would encourage us a lot as well thank you very much then bye-bye cheerio